Welcome to the Liberty Mom Show, part of the Loving Liberty Network. My name is Chris Kimball. I'm hosting today, and I'm so glad that you would take time to listen in. Liberty Moms are the real Secretary of Defense when it comes to their families, their community, and their children. And there's nothing more um, dangerous to the establishment than a Liberty Mom or a Liberty Dad. And we're seeing that right now play out in real time because um, here in Utah, there's been um, a period of a long, long, long period of time, way too long, where people have not been engaged as they should in how our government works and how the, um, you know, bills, how we get our laws, the lawmaking process and and even in the election process, we've gotten kind of lax and, and kind of just turned the reins over because we've seen in the last, um, I would say, 10 years, major, major reforms in even voter laws here in Utah. And what's interesting is no one has ever campaigned to say when they ran for office, you know what, I'm going to change the way we vote. You elect me, and I'm going to change the way we vote. We're not going to vote in your local precinct anymore. We're just going to send you a ballot in the postal mail that has a track record of having horrible service. I'm sure I'm not the only one that has had things lost in the mail or arrived late. And there's mail fraud going on all the time where mail is stolen out of mailboxes Quite, quite frequently, I have friends who have experienced that. I've experienced that myself, where I've had mail stolen out of my mailbox. And so here they are just throwing our ballots in the mail, and nobody asked for that. No one asked for that. Now, we could have a a ballot sent to us through the mail. We could request that personally, but they just took it on themselves, the government, um, our elected officials, they just took it on themselves Um, probably an idea was presented to them through who knows what lobby firm. Okay. And uh, they just decided, Oh, well, from now on, we just, we'll just throw things in the mail because I'm sure we'll get more people voting if we can just get a ballot in their mailbox. Okay. And uh, so they thought simplifying and uh, making our ballots insecure or unsecure, not insecure, (laughs) making them unsecure in the, um, in the mail where there's no chain of custody that we can follow. Um, It just opened us up to more fraud. And so my guest today is um, I'm excited to bring her on. She is a, an amazing Liberty mom and she's one of these um, Liberty moms that have actually moved into Utah and um, we'll find out how long she's been here, but I know she's not originally from Utah and I'm so grateful that we've got Um, people that are moving into the state from other parts of the country where um, they might have had issues with the type of government that was there. might have been a 
a, a way blue state. My guest today isn't from a blue state, but she's got plenty of <laughs> information on how bad her red state was at the time. But anyway, um, they're coming to what they think is a is a good state, a red state, not realizing how corrupt it is once they get here. In fact, Utah has been um, looked upon as one of our most corrupt states. And right now we're in a position of um, voter insecurity is what I would call it. Insecurity because I don't trust that my ballot really gets counted 100% the way I vote. Okay, because of all of our um, laws that we've put into place and the machines that we use now, and we've taken away the eyes that would normally be watching the ballots be counted, that's all been eliminated. We have to just trust everyone. We're just supposed to trust the machines. And gosh, I guess nothing ever gets hacked nowadays. Um, That seems to be a daily thing that happens. But I'm excited to have Elaine Moore join me today. Elaine is with, um, she's with an organization called Get Involved Utah. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. We want to help Elaine as she is trying to help Utah clarify and find out whether or not we had election irregularities that happened in 2020. So Elaine, thank you for joining me today. No problem. Glad to be here. Yeah, so Get Involved Utah is an organization that is out canvassing. Can you share with our listeners what that means to go out and canvass, canvass election? Yeah, so um, basically we're just grassroots. We're not a formal organization of any type, but um, I just started the new website, Get Involved Utah, where you can sign up to volunteer to canvass. But canvassing is a really important thing for checks and ballots on our elections. And um, I grew up um, just being taught to be involved. And part of being involved is to make sure you're doing the checks and balance and your part on the elections, whether that's volunteering in your counties during the elections or canvassing to make sure the voter rolls are accurate. And if the people can use those balance and checks to, to go and say, okay, I'm going to make sure our voter rolls are accurate. Let's knock on doors and find out what happened. Um, that is another layer of security in our elections because we are able to find things that we would never find in another way of looking at it. So when you're canvassing, you are, I mean, honestly, it is the most basic ground level approach that you can take to the voting system because you actually go and talk to the voter. Yeah, you're trying to make sure that what was recorded during the election is accurate. So you not only have their voter registration, their address, um, but then you have how they voted and the date they voted. So that's really important. Um, One, to make sure they're real people, make sure those addresses exist. We know things happen all the time with our voter registration. This should be a normal part of cleaning it up. And the counties will tell you they use ERIC and the USPS service and all these others but they're relying on digital canvassing, basically, or digital um, looking at addresses where this is actually going in person. And you'll find out what really happens when you do that, because when you go to the door, you might find out, oh, I'm, they're not registered. These people don't live here. Or you might find out everything's perfect. You might find out that they voted, but they don't have a vote that counted. You might find out um, any number of things 
that could be completely accurate or that could be inaccurate. And it's just kind of a way to, I heard someone say it's kind of like auditing our voter registration rolls as a, as a citizen audit. And that's kind of what it is. You're kind of going through and making sure that what was recorded and happened during the election is accurate. You know what? I love that term, a citizen audit, that we, as you say, this isn't, this is grassroots. So you've got volunteers and that's always a bigger challenge because, you know, you have to rely on people who are trying to find the time around their life, their family, their work to help you go out and and verify and audit our election. And it's something that's really, really needed because um, over a period of time, especially in Utah, um, which we'll speak to because we know more of, of the laws that have been passed, for some reason, Utah decided there was a period of time when election laws were bills were always run by Democrats. And we there would always be pushback and they'd want to make these changes. You know, let's have same day voter registration. You know, um, all of these changes that actually make fraud easier to happen on election day or any time during the election period. And so when they switched and changed their strategy, whomever this outside lobbying group was that decided to approach the Republican Party, for some reason, when the Republicans started picking up these bills, they'd get passed. And so all of this stuff that you saw across the United States in 2020 in these blue states and swing states where they were using COVID as an excuse to have mail-in ballots because prior to COVID, states didn't do mail-in ballots. But Utah did for some reason. For some reason, Utah thought, let's pick up this really unsecure way to vote where we throw ballots in the mail and and use this as our voting system. And, you know, people just have to hope that their ballots got received and that they got recorded properly and that the whole ballot actually went to the person that they voted for. And so there's not really been canvases like you're doing that I've ever been aware of. Not in Utah. I know that when I go to the doors, people have never heard of canvassing, which is really sad because it should be just a normal part of the citizens' involvement in elections because without the clean voter rolls, I mean, that's who gets those ballots. They have to be as accurate as possible. And the state shouldn't be afraid of us doing a citizen canvas because we're the gold standard, right? <laughs> so if there's nothing to hide and there's a gold standard, then then let us do it. Let us figure out the problems and then work with the people that are in office to let them know what's happened, let them know what we found, and find a solution. We cannot fix something if you don't know what's broken because then you're just shooting in the dark at um, issues that you don't completely understand. And so when when you canvas and you find that information, you're not only keeping the people involved in the elections, but you're also making sure the county clerks know that this is our election. It belongs to the people. It doesn't belong to the county clerks. And any county clerks and legislators and executive branch um, officials in Utah who think the people shouldn't be involved um, is dangerous to me. They say that we're dangerous for being involved, but it's dangerous to say the people cannot be involved or we're not smart enough, we're not knowledgeable enough, or we're not expertise enough. We don't have to be. It's our vote. We want to make sure our votes are counted accurately. You know, it's it's a danger 
to our liberty when our elected officials decide that they don't, that they no longer serve the public, that it's their office, that it's their election. It doesn't belong to them. It's our election. And right now, unfortunately, in Utah, it's, uh, it's sad to report, and it's, it's kind of been this way for a period of time, but especially with this administration, um, they have really doubled down on the idea that we have a gold standard in elections, but yet they're unwilling to prove it. They're unwilling to let the people of Utah have their um, confidence restored in the voting process. I don't understand that. I don't understand. Yeah, the lack of, the lack of transparency, especially with the voter registration rolls. And I know that new law, we'll see how it shakes out to fix it. It's far, 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 far from fixing the voter registration laws. Um, but we need to be able to have full access to all of that. That's public record. And this idea that somehow this is protected or secret um, is ridiculous. I mean, we had phone books back in the day. Um Everybody had a phone book mailed to their house. You had the name and address and who they were. This is not anything that you can't find all over the Internet or anywhere else. Um, There are people that do need help with their addresses, and they have the ability to get a court to do that. And this new legislation with this, I'm going to get it wrong, it's like address, anonymous address membership or something, there's, a, a bill right now that's going to do that for people that need help with not having their address out there publicly for safety. Those are good ideas, but other people don't need that. It's all public record. You know, it's interesting that um, uh, I, Deidre Henderson, for example, was on the news one night and she was just saying how it, it was the idea that the legislative body would ask her for the voter records. And it's like, yeah, because it's in the law. It's written that they can request. And and it's like she feels like there should be no oversight against the executive branch. Like we're we're the top pins, we're the king and the and and we're in charge. And and she's forgotten that our government is set up with three branches to it. Equal but separate. Um, Equal but separate. And so the legislative branch is what creates the law. I mean, I'm, I'm, I know you know this, Elaine. <laughs> yeah. Well, even our constitution in Utah, I can't remember which um, section of article, I think it's article one, but it specifically says, no, wait, it's a different section. So in the legislative section of the legislative branch, it, it says it includes the state legislator and the people and that the people have that ability to make laws. They are part of making laws, and they're equal with the state legislature. And, and it, I think that's being lost here in Utah. Right. It doesn't say the lieutenant governor is part of that, right? Because what's right. interesting, earlier in this week, Tuesday morning, for example, in government ops, there was a bill that, again, is, I would call it ranked choice voting light. Again, they're trying to manipulate and change how we vote, make it more confusing, Okay, make it harder to audit, make it harder to follow and track and see how your vote ends up. And um, the ones that were in the committee, and anybody can go back and listen to this particular committee, so it's recorded. But um, the, the lieutenant governor showed up 
and just kind of threw her weight around and said, yeah, we, we really like this bill. And it's like, so we need the executive branch taking up public comment when the bill making process is between the public and the legislators. You mean they can't pick up the phone and talk to the executive branch whenever they want and, and kind of get some feedback. She has to come in and take up public comment time. I thought that was really interesting that um, they're either very worried or they want to intimidate. I mean, it's almost like a a sign of intimidation. Like I show up and I'm going to let this committee know that this is what I want. Yeah, I think everyone should go and listen to that. It's not very long. It starts. So if you start at the audio, go in about an hour and a half, it's probably clipped out by now. You can go and listen to it. But I too was like, what is going on with this Lieutenant governor and her statement? And then all this approval. Um, I understand that we need to work with the County clerks and different things, but this idea that um, they get to put the stamp of approval on it. And we don't, as the people don't get to have as equal of a say, um, you know, they're like a small group. Well, I don't think it's a small group. When I'm going door to door, it is the majority of people here in Utah that are worried and concerned that our elections are going to be um, infiltrated, for lack of a better word, like they like we saw in 2020. We saw all these different types of fraud and all these different types of things happening all over the country. And, of course, Utah doesn't, didn't see many of those things, which – puts us in a great position because we are not canvassing for the 2020 election to say who won or lost. We are literally canvassing for your vote and your vote doesn't matter if you voted Democrat, Republican, independent um, constitution party. It doesn't matter who you voted for. We want to make sure that that vote was accurate and that the people on the rolls are accurate because we don't need people voting who shouldn't be on the rolls. Exactly, because those names can be abused and and inflate the voting system. In fact, I'm trying to remember just recently um, down in Utah County, they were having a public hearing um, in regards to the election, and the expert that they brought in was talking about how there are some counties where there's more votes received than registered voters in some precincts. Yeah, and that's really hard to know. It's really hard to know because Utah's lack of transparency um, is so extreme. So I have been trying to get the exact number of registered voters in counties and broken down by precinct. Um, So I have requested to a county, and I will say I'm requesting the number, the total number of registered voters, the total number of active registered voters, and then I'm asking for that in a breakdown by precinct, and I get denied. I can't know that information. It's secret. We don't. So my roles, I get about 60% of the voter registration that I'm allowed to see as a citizen. I think it's unconstitutional personally. And it, I don't know how this bill that was just passed ready to be signed is going to change it for the citizens because the wording doesn't specifically mention the citizens. And so I, I would be curious to see how that one shakes out. But this idea that we don't even get to know how many people in our county and our precinct are registered is is wrong. You know, that's that is something that's new and different, because when I was up in Davis County uh, 10 years ago and was involved in our precinct leadership, we actually had access 
as a precinct leader, we had to log in, but that's how we could connect with our registered voters in the precinct is we had, we had access to that database from the county. Well, and you have to remember, so 2020 was the very first election in Utah was all by mail, right? There was like six or seven counties that did not do by mail. When they changed that law from shall to may, they were now forced to be by mail. So the second thing that changed was the summaries only report active registered voters. And you have a large numbers of inactive voters that voted in 2020. I don't know how it compares to the other elections because I haven't broken down that number, but I have some counties that refuse to give me inactive voters. You don't need to know that information is what I'm told. Why would you need that information? Well, because I want to know how many people are registered. You can still vote if you're inactive. You just have to go in person. It becomes provisional, gets cured. There's different things you can do. Um, but this idea that we can't even see on our summaries of 2020 and they're saying, oh, well, you know how many people are registered? They're on the summaries. Well, that's not. That's the active. Then I'm also finding that those numbers are not actually those that are active eligible voters. And I'm still looking into this, but I think when I'm finding, and I don't know if I'm right, I'm still looking into it, that the on the election summaries, they are literally pulling those numbers from those actively registered on that day. And we have a stop on October 23 and on November 3. So those people should be subtracted from the election summaries. So I don't know what's going on with the voter turnout, and I don't know what's going on with our registered voters, but it's an issue on our election summaries. Well, it it definitely is. There's there's been so many red flags that we have seen um, pop up, and even um, uh, last week when this Jeff Daniels, I believe, was his name, and he talked about how everywhere across the United States, once Florida went to Trump, everything stopped counting. Every state, even yeah, it just zeroed out, and it's like whoa. Like what, where did that come from? So, you know, you can't say that things that happened in other states were not happening in Utah. These same patterns of irregularities, whether it's in the machine, um, the counting, whatever, it was happening here in Utah. And I would think that our elected officials, if they were really doing their due diligence and were really wanting to prove that we had the gold standard, would be more than willing to lock arms with the people, those that are interested, and and help get to the bottom of it. Let's just get to the bottom of it and find out if there is a problem, if there's not, happy day, right? Great. Yeah, I mean, that's really what we need to do because just because we can't see it here in Utah doesn't necessarily mean there aren't issues that need fixed. And I think the lieutenant governor acknowledged that in her testimony this week. Um, in front of the government operations committee and th- to say that we as the people are not adult enough to handle the things that need fixed so we just need to keep it secret and not look to me is insulting i i am constantly amazed how they think that we do not have the ability to look at the election issues and they could be honest with us about them open about it elaine and, and we would be okay elaine mm-hmm. we're going to take a quick break we've got um that we need to take. We're going to be right back here with Elaine Moore on the Liberty Mom podcast.
Welcome back to the Liberty Mom Show. Thank you for joining us today. Chris Kimball hosting on this beautiful, sunny, cold day in Utah. And I have been chatting with Elaine Moore, who is with Get Involved Utah. And the more we get involved in Utah, the more traumatized are um, some of our, not all of them, but some of our elected officials become. It's, it's been really interesting to watch. But we want more and more citizens involved because that is how we really make government accountable to us. And we can ensure that we have the transparency that we are entitled to since government, we create government. And they are our servants. And it's been kind of uh, topsy-turvy because we have been busy and um, living our lives and raising families and working and serving. And all of a sudden now, when we have been um, concerned about um, the voting process in Utah and, and how our elections have changed so dramatically in the last um, several years that um, we're hitting kind of a stone wall and we're getting some um, resistance from those who should be willing to serve us. It's, it's been very interesting. Now, we were talking about a bill um, that you mentioned, and we've got the bill number. It's HB 117. It's called, it's a Victim Address Confidentiality Program. But part of that bill uh, gets over into the voting and voter registration. So um, Elaine Moore is who I have been chatting with. And Elaine, what what is it that concerns you with this particular bill? Or are you so like? Yeah, I think the bill is, is great. I think it will offer a lot of protection for victims who need it. I also think it will fix our withheld issue and our private issue with voter registration. We can probably repeal that completely um, once this bill is through. But the thing that concerns me with the voter registration is when they get mailed about to their um, assigned address, then it gets forwarded. That's not recorded to where we can see it as a public. Um, and one of the things in the bill is that, that this is done through nonprofits. I'm assuming some of them might be public-privates. It's not specific in there. It just basically allows them to use nonprofits and um, other things to fund it so that the state would be funding them to do this work. Um, and, of course, not everything is nefarious. But when it comes to elections and voting, we really need to have that ability for transparency. So that one thing in that bill that concerns me is where do we get the transparency for our voter rolls? And, of course, that's a huge issue right now in Utah anyway um, for the people and even for politicians, candidates, and um We've seen our legislators have issues as well. You know, here's the hypocrisy with all of this, because they're saying they're trying to protect our voter information. They're protecting the voter rolls. They're, they're helping us, Elaine. But in reality, anybody that is willing to pay gets access to our voter rolls. That's yeah. All of a sudden, if you are starting to get spam email from every single Republican who runs for office across the United States, it's because your executive officers in the in the governor in the governor and lieutenant governor's office they sell they sell the voting lists. Yeah, and what's interesting is, um, and you need, you need to go back to go to le.utah.gov, go to twenty eighteen, and it's either SB seventy four or eighty eight. It was sponsored by Karen Maine, and that's when it changed um, our voter registration. 
to private. And in there, she says that no companies should be able to get this information anymore because they, they put it on the Internet. Now, where did they put it on the Internet? That's something I'm still working on, and I have part of that information. When I have it complete and I have it correct and accurate, I'll put it out publicly. But it's going to be very funny for the people of Utah to see who they were actually protecting us from. But when they put it on the Internet, um, they were using that as an excuse. But in her um, hearings, she will specifically say that we need to allow the Huntsman organization to have full access to our voter rolls because they need birth dates and all the information on the people that are registered. And so they were like, no, we can't say only one company gets our voter rolls. So they did a sub and they said all healthcare and biotech institutions can have full access to our voter rolls and get all the information that even the people can't get because um, they are now, according to the law, the trusted people to get those roles. But you can buy the roles um, from all kinds of voting app companies and they'll include stuff um like the ones that partner with Facebook data and stuff, you can actually find out what their hobbies are. Um, you can find out what they like to go do on their free time. These aren't just getting names and addresses, which is what I get, is names, address, date you voted, method you voted. That's what I get. These are getting intimate details about your life to target people for legislation, for candidates and those types of things, and they cost a fortune. And they readily admit in the legislature that if we keep these information private on our voter rolls from politicians and candidates, which is what the 2020 bill, SB, I think it was 74, it might be SB 84, I can't remember which year was which, um, they specifically had to ad- adjust the law because it was making it to where none of the politicians and candidates could run unless they had a fortune. So they, on average, it can be anywhere from a dollar fifty to two fifty a name. Well, imagine if you're running for a state office. That's one point eight million dollars just to get the voter rolls. I thought my three thousand dollars, and I don't even have all the counties, was expensive. Wow. So what you're saying, I I remember that bill because I actually I was so ticked off about the idea that the the um, governor's office is selling the voter rolls. Okay, and then, and then you get spammed just because you register to vote and participate in the election process. They make money off of your data. And so I actually did pull out and have my account made private because I didn't want my voter information sold. And it's been kind of a hassle having that happen. It's like I just dropped off of the, the whole um, like Republican Party system. I had to go in. And, nope, nope, I still exist. It's just... But is that what you're talking about with those private roles? Is that Yeah, so in 2018, they made the private status to where you would do a checkbox. Now, when they changed it in 2020, everyone who was marked private um, became a third classification, which was withheld. So oh. you, have, you have withheld, private, and public. So your withheld voters is includes literally, and Maine insisted this being on the bill if you go back and listen to the actual hearing, Um, They wanted all of the people who were private to be now considered withheld, which means even politicians cannot get those names to go to go knock on the door. The politicians cannot get those names to get signatures to run as a candidate somewhere. All of those names are gone. It's pretty soon. We're probably going to end up with all our inactives gone. And to say that just because you're not voting, you don't get to participate in our political process is not only completely unconstitutional, it's wrong. It's not how we should function as a government. Our government is for all people. 
not just those that get special privilege and not just for those that have money. And so when they changed this voter registration, it became such an issue that now this session, they just passed one. It's not great. It's far from great, but that you can actually get the um, private and withheld rows with information withheld. So what the problem with that bill is it's worded really weird. So we really have to start grabbing that once it comes into place and figure out where it needs fixed. And I don't know that yet, but we don't need um, the citizens to be, because you have to remember these third parties get all the withheld. They get all the private, all nonprofits through government agencies. All you have to do is partner with a government agency and you can literally have a hundred percent of everything. And that's how the code is written and they get it. These third parties that are selling the information are getting it from the states and they're getting it through government agencies. If you have a private pub, public private, if you have a nonprofit, um, say you're going to go do a vote, get out the vote movement and you do a nonprofit through a party or through a government agency, you get all the roles. The only people that don't get all the roles are the people. And we're the ones that we we're entitled to have that information. Right. It's specifically for us. It's yes. specifically the balance and check on the election system for the people. And while, yes, it's used to check people in, make sure it's accurate for the county clerks, the role of the voter registration database is that it's for the people so we can actually know what happened. We can go back and have transparency. We can go back and double check it and make sure there's a checks and balance. We can make sure that if there are things that are happening illegal, that is our that is our recourse. That is our legal recourse to take criminal action as the people for people who are doing things for our vote. And it doesn't matter who you voted for. It's your vote. And those votes need to be treated with as much um, transparency as possible. Wow. Well, okay. Well, I was, while we pulled up that bill um, that we were just discussing, HB, I believe it's 117, um, I found a link through the LE. Again, every citizen should know about this website, le.utah.gov, because this is where you find your information about who is your representative in the House, who is your representative in the Senate here in Utah. It is also where you will find um, during the ledge session um, the bills that they're running, and you can find out who, what bills your representative is running, and you can daily check a calendar to see what's up on the docket, what's going to be heard, what's going to be voted on. But I did find um, there was a link that took me to um, similar bills, okay? And when I clicked on this link, I don't know where that came from, um, it brought up the bill we were discussing earlier with um, Lieutenant Governor Henderson. It's HB 264 Substitute 1. That's the one where she showed up to the committee hearing and um, to weigh in and take up public comment time uh, uh, to, to express her opinion about the bill, which is something that can be done behind the scenes and is done all the time. But it was posturing. It was posturing on her part to show that here I am, the prima donna coming in to weigh in. That is so ridiculous. And so anyway, you can go back and listen to that committee hearing and um, contact your house rep because, again, it's a bill designed to change our election process and just add more confusion to what we already have. Now, okay, we need to get down to getting people 
engaged with Get Involved Utah because you're out canvassing and you need some help. So tell us where you're working right now and how we can help you. So right now we're trying to finish Washington County, and so we're really focusing the next few weeks down there. And you can come from anywhere in Utah to come help us canvas. If you go to getinvolvedutah.com, you can sign up to volunteer. In the comments, make sure you put that you want to help in Washington County. Um, Every volunteer is vetted um, through a public background check. And then um, you have to sign volunteer forms and a non-disclosure agreement um, just because we are giving you um, lists and stuff to go around and check and talk to people. We want that to maintain confidentiality. And then um, you just go knock on doors and, and get to know the people in Utah. It's actually a lot of fun. Um, it's incredibly rare and hardly ever happens that someone is not wanting you to um, to talk to you about the roles, but it does happen, and that's fine. We appreciate that, and we just move on. You know, I have had my own experience, not with your canvassing, but I went down in Nevada after the Oh my gosh, I said it like I was from back east, Nevada. <laughs> Nevada. <laughs> anyway, I went to Nevada after the election and went down in Canvas to uh, look for voter irregularities in Clark County. And we actually found so many voter irregularities. And this was cross section of um, economic background. I mean, it was, it didn't matter if it was the richest, most affluent neighborhood to the poorest or part of the city, there was voter fraud across the board. And by and large, most of the people were totally happy to talk to us. And very rarely did we have anybody that didn't want to give out any information, but they were genuinely, we and it didn't matter what party. I mean, we were talking to all voters across the board because the voting irregularity happened everywhere. But even the Democrats were... Thank you for fixing and securing our vote. They were happy about it. We found enough fraud in the county commission race in Clark County that they had to re-hold that election. Wow. For 2020. So it does make a difference, these canvassing um, efforts. And and I'm not saying we're going back to, to voting results from 2020 and election results, but I'm saying moving forward, we want to make sure that our voter rolls are clean for 2022. Right. And we have the 2020 rolls. That's what we're canvassing because that's what I have. And we have the primary as well. But we ask people for information, um, especially with duplicate ballots. There were some counties that got duplicate ballots in 2020, didn't in the 2021. There were some counties that got duplicate ballots in, in 2021 that didn't get them in 2020. It doesn't really matter, but we want to find it. But the the one thing is everything goes back to the 2020 election because that is the wake-up call for a lot of people to go, wait a minute, I need to be more involved in this process. Do I really know what's going on? Am I doing my part? And, you know, we can go and attend meetings and do a lot of things, but actually getting on the ground and finding the issues that we need to fix, getting affidavits, um, you know, we do find issues consistently. Um, so we've got to just document those because they ask, where's the evidence? Well, the only way you can find that evidence is from canvassing or looking directly at the machines. And the people have the ability to canvass, and that's what we've had for hundreds of years in order to protect our vote. Well, I think it's interesting that um, even Spencer Cox will 
it's like he's trying to gaslight you because he's going, you guys, Donald Trump won in 2020 in Utah. Why do you need to check the vote? And 2020 is the only voting data that we have. Right. Voting data is destroyed after 22 months. So we don't have 2018. We don't have 2016. We don't have any other data that we can look at except for 2020. And he he's always just poo-pooing that, saying, Trump won. Why do you need to look at Utah? Yeah, and the whole point is, I don't think canvassing or anything that we're going to find is going to change Trump winning. That's not the point. The point is, was your vote counted accurately? Because it doesn't really matter who wins if our votes are not being counted exactly as we cast them or if there's people that are putting votes in that negate our vote. For every illegal vote or improper vote, um, you're you're actually canceling out someone else's vote and, and you're changing the course of an election. And even if it's a few percentage points, that doesn't matter. You're still making the change and that's not acceptable. Well, I want our listeners to realize it's it's February. It's one of the coldest months that we have in Utah. And we're talking about going to Washington County to get involved and it's about 30 degrees warmer in Washington County or more. Yeah, it's beautiful down here. <laughs> yeah. Than it is up north in Utah County, Salt Lake, North Logan, Cache, whatever. Okay. It's a warm part of the state to be in right now. And uh, some of us fondly call it Dixie for that reason. It is southern and it has a warmer temperature. And uh, we like to go down there. And so if you want a break from the cold, and you want to do your part. Have you actually done your part in securing elections here in Utah? Because there's a lot of people that have been working alongside Elaine. And Elaine has donated tons of her own time, tons of her own money, and um, trying to make sure that we have secure votes in 2022. And what have you done? Have you been able to um, knock on doors? Were you out gathering signatures for the initiative? If you haven't done your part, maybe this is where you do your part. Maybe this is where you help make our boats secure here in Utah. And so if you will take the time and go to Get Involved Utah, I'm assuming that's dot, dot com. Dot com. Okay, so Get Involved Utah dot com. And um, how much time do you feel like you'll be down there? Will you be down there for... Um, so we are canvassing everywhere all the time, but I'm tr- trying to get Washington County finished. And it's like you said, uh, we were in 16-degree weather the last few weeks, and we'd be out there so long we couldn't even hold our pins anymore. So we we were like, okay, where can we finish and get some get some stuff done because we're not getting as much done where it's super cold. So yeah, come down to Washington County, help us get finished. It'll be a few weeks um, next weekend, especially if you want to come Friday, Saturday. Um, we can knock out a lot. It doesn't take a lot of hours. The more people we have, and the whole point is to go out and make sure that we're recording what happened. Um, we consistently find stuff. I can't say what you're going to find, but. Um, the point is to get it all documented so that we can get this canvas finished. And again, like you say, you you don't you never know what you're going to find. But it was interesting. I when I was out doing my canvassing, the very first house, the very first address that I pull up to go look for, doesn't even exist. 
it's just a fake address. It, it was in between two homes. And so, of course, I had to take a picture to document it. But somebody had registered to vote at an address that did not physically exist. That's how some of this irre- these irregularities can show up. Or they can, be, they can register to vote at a business, which is illegal. You can't be at a, res- a, a business to vote. You have to be at a residence, right? Yeah. So, I mean, there are so many things we found. I didn't even think we'd find half the stuff we're finding. Um, but so many of the things that we are finding, you cannot run data. You cannot just stare at the rolls and find them. You have to actually go out and knock on the doors. But we're finding everything that we have seen in other states, we are finding here in Utah. And finding it consistently. The consistency of it is probably the most concerning because um, consistency in every county um, looks to be a bigger problem than, than anything that's local. This doesn't look to be a local issue. And I think people need to understand that just because we don't have local issues doesn't mean there isn't some bigger thing happening that we don't even know is happening. And they really, really have figured out a great way to find things because there's been other states they find stuff and I'm like, huh, I wonder if we find that. So we go and see if we can find something similar. And sure enough, we find it here in Utah. So there's just, there's, you never know what you're going to find. And of course it breaks my heart whenever I find somebody who voted and their vote wasn't counted or um, they voted in person and it wasn't counted properly. It breaks my heart to know that their vote is not there, but um, we have to be able to find those things to fix it. You know, and this is not a mandate on the county clerks and the job that they do because most of what is happening is a bigger bigger plan than just them running for office and becoming the county clerk because uh, some of the problems we had with the machines are programming that they would have, they don't have any access to. They wouldn't even be aware of it. And um, and so we're not saying that we have bad county clerks by any means. This is not about them at all. It is just truly about making sure we have an audit, a citizen audit, as you mentioned before, where we have gone through and verified something that's never been verified in the history of Utah. Because, gosh, back in 86 and, and prior to machines, you had people with eyes watching every ballot. Okay, so the the potential of fraud was so much less back then because we could physically see the ballots being counted. And we've lost that and have taken, let machinery um, take over our votes. And what, I don't know if our listeners realize that the an actual vote can be shaved. It can be programmed so that part of the vote goes to one candidate and part of the other vote goes to another candidate. They can fractional voting. Yeah. What's interesting is that hasn't been well documented since the very first year we used the DRE and the optical scan machines. Um, It's very well documented just about every single election. But one of the big issues that I am focused on on with the voter rolls is there's no way, no way these county clerks are going to know any of the stuff that I'm finding without going and talking to the people. Um, And so that's one of the things that's really encouraging for Utah is this is truly an opportunity to get it right. 
to have the people be involved with this balance and checks and to be able to go to our accountant clerks and say, hey, we found this. What are we going to do about it? And that's going to be the most important part because you're right. The county clerks don't have anything um, to do with the things that we're finding. Um, I have no idea. I, w- I have some theories, and I would very much like them to transparently investigate these theories when we're done. Well, Elaine, um, we, we're wrapping up, so I just want to let our listeners know, thank you for joining us. Visit Elaine. Get involved at getinvolvedutah.com so that you can be part of this process and help us canvas and secure our vote in Utah. Thank you for listening today. This is the Liberty Mom Show. 